0: We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Our new series is called Power Up. Can you say power up? up. Have you ever felt drained? Anyone ever felt drained? No, no, hands down. Some of y'all didn't raise your hand because you were too drained right now to raise it. Who is, who's in this place? Yeah, yeah, that's me right now. I'm a little drained right now. Can I just give you a hand clap for coming to church when you're drained? Thank you so much for being here. You, you brighten my day for, for being here. I'm so glad that you are here. Um, so a power up is, is something that you need when you are not feeling well, when you are drained, when you are not doing very good. Does anybody know what that's like? Uh, to to experience all of those things in fact my my uh my computer right here is going crazy right now excellent i've got something to give away from you. you you know what a power up is can you restart this for me just there we go see if that works you know what a power up is a power up is a temporary boost for a character it temporarily makes a character stronger all right in Super Mario Brothers, that original Super Mario Brothers, I will give this $5 gift card to Starbucks, to anybody who can name the first power-up in the Super Mario Brothers game. Who wants to answer? Does anyone want to answer? All right. William, what is it? It is the mushroom. Come up here, son. What, what, is, what does the mushroom do? It grows you, so you're stronger. It grows you, so you're stronger. That is the first power-up in that game. Thank you. Excellent. And what is what is the first power up in the game in video game history? Does anyone know that one? What the power pellet from Pac Man. That's it. Very good. Excellent. The power pellet from Pac Man. That is the answer. We are trying our best to pull this up. It's not being very helpful today. Yes, we do. Do not know what is going on. It picked all this moment to do this. In Jesus' name. This is getting worse and worse as it goes. All right. I have got my computer back there. Will you bring me my computer? Call an audible right here. Bring that to me back here. Are we going to have good church anyway? What do y'all say? There it is. Thank you. This gives me a testimony time. I want to tell you that God, uh, recently, we've gone through a lot. And we reached out. Uh, we gave quite the testimony the last time we were together. I preached on the children's bread. Who, who remembers that sermon? Yeah. You remember that? Well, we really stepped up and declared what God had done in my son sitting right there his name's William who here who here was it for here for that yeah all right and God absolutely did that yes, he did. and we went all that time without any pain in his body because we had prayed and God had given us victory over the enemy I want to tell you here's how the enemy works he's going to mess with my laptop I'm going to just go ahead and mess with him for a moment On Wednesday morning, we're talking three days after I gave you that sermon. Wednesday morning, three, at about 1 a.m. in the morning, my son came in to our bedroom, and he said these words. He said, Mom, Dad, the pain is back. Now, just after we had preached it, just after we had declared it, and just after we had spent a month, basically, pain-free and living in that victory, the Bible tells us very clearly that the enemy... The strong man, he needs to be bound. But it also tells you that he will try to return. Who told us this? It's Jesus himself. And so that's what we're facing at 1 a.m. on that Wednesday morning. But can I tell you, stuff like that will shake you. Stuff like that will make you second guess. That's why the devil messes with you. He wants you to second guess your faith. He wants you to second guess the promises of God. He, makes you, he wants to make the promises of God look like a lie. And if he catches you at the right moment, whoop, they do, right? Because the pain's back, right? So here's what I did. I did the very spiritual act of, I had my sleep mask on. I just have this little sleep mask. and I have little cucumbers under it. No, I don't. So I just have this glowing appearance. But I was just like, oh my goodness, Lord, I can't handle this right now. I'm going to go to sleep. And so I went to sleep. I let mom handle that. And the Lord spoke to me in a dream. I'm not going to tell you that dream. But I want to tell you that the Lord knows how to talk to you when you don't know what to do. And so we got up in the morning. We took the kids to school. And we kissed the wife and sent her off to work. And me and Will, we just went to our living room. Am I telling the truth, son? And we pulled up YouTube and we just started We started to listen to songs and worship God. We just stood in that place. Uh, we, we sang a song that said, Christ is my firm foundation. Yes. And he's never failed me. So why would he fail now? And who knows what it says. He won't. That's what we sang. We sang that. We just started to worship the Lord in that place. I let Will pick out some electronic dance music. Christian stuff it was it was wild but we worship God we felt God's presence in that place I want to tell you we felt God's presence but we still felt the pain sometimes you still feel the pain when you feel his presence sometimes that happens at the same time now listen then we repented we, we went through repentance we prayed repentance we still felt the pain and then we we rebuked the enemy like we had before when the enemy left we still felt the pain we felt the pain so you know what we did next this is a thing called trust. I want to tell you the highest level of relationship with Jesus Christ is trust. Some of you don't realize it, but you're in such a place where all you can do right now is to trust Him. And let me tell you, who you listen, you're in the best place of relationship with Him. Because you learn more about yourself and you more, learn more about his him and you learn more about how the devil is a rotten liar when you are simply trusting in him. So I looked at my son and said, I said, son, I am so sorry that you're still in pain, but this is no longer our problem. We have surrendered it over to the Lord. The Lord is going to fight this battle for you. And yeah, you still have to do math. So I sent him to his room to go do school. But five minutes later, it a about five minutes later. Am I telling the truth? I don't even think it was that long, but okay. Five minutes to an hour, somewhere in there. He comes back into that living room where I'm working, and he has this happy look on his face. Look at that. He has this happy look on his face, and he says, Dad, what do you think? He says, Dad, the pain is gone in the name of Jesus that's what happened so the devil is a liar the devil tries to pull you down the devil tries to get you to fear the devil tries to get you to doubt the the devil gets you to try to retreat and run away but guess what Every time he messes with you and you turn back to the Lord, it is just another win for the kingdom of God. It is another loss for him. It is another testimony. And I just want to promise you that every time the enemy comes and tries to mess around with my family, you're going to hear another testimony of it. I'm not going to let one moment go by where I don't testify of the greatness of God. Can we clap our hands all over this house? I want to tell you that whatever you're facing, there is power above it. There is a power up. There's a power over it, and God has it for you. Wouldn't it be great to have a power up in your day life? And some of y'all really need it, right? If you need to break through a barrier, you could just eat a mushroom. Wouldn't that be so good? And then you can just jump up and put, put your... I was... Several years into playing Super Mario before I realized he actually puts his hand up to to break the bricks above him. I just thought he used his hard head. But if you could just eat a mushroom to achieve what what wasn't previously possible, wouldn't that be great? If you needed to defeat an enemy or a bad habit or a difficult situation in life, wouldn't it be great if there was just a power pellet and suddenly the things that were chasing you, you are now chasing them, and they're running from you. Wouldn't that be great? I want to tell you that about God's power-ups over the next three weeks. Here they are: power, authority, and dominion. Can you say power? Power authority, authority. and dominion. dominion. These are God's power-ups for you. In this series, we're going to be looking at these. God has given us the power-ups. We need to break through any wall, go to the next level, and to win any boss battle. Over the next weeks, we're going to be talking about the power of authority and dominion that is available to you. I want to tell you something really crucial here. We're not talking about a cheat code, but a truth code. Look at somebody say truth code. At the start of this message, we showed you a game genie. Marshall, you owned a game genie, right? you did what power glove no i owned a game genie and i'm not embarrassed to tell you i in fact i acted looked and talked a lot like those guys at the beginning of our video awesome man wild stallions all right game genie was first released in 1990 and it was a cartridge that you would stick your already very large game cartridge in a cartridge in a cartridge cartridge inception and you would put the game genie cartridge with the actual nintendo cartridge into your nintendo entertainment system and it stuck out by several inches from that console there was no way to close the lid at all and here's how it would work you put this piece into this piece you put it you put it in you push power and it wouldn't work so you'd have to pull it out and you know what you'd have to do next right you'd blow in the cartridge and science has no reason why that worked they Nintendo would say you, you that was just on in your head I'm telling you it works yeah, we would blow in that cartridge then we put that cartridge back in the thing and then whoop we got Super Mario Brothers and once the game loaded, you could enter cheat codes to do things otherwise impossible in the game. You could cheat and go to the next level. You could go all the way to the last level. You wanted to win Mike Tyson's punch out, but not fight every fighter. You wanted to start at Mike Tyson, you could. You wanted to have unlimited uh uppercuts for, for Joe to fight uh, Mike Tyson, you could. If you wanted to have invincibility, that was another code. If you wanted to have unlimited ability and lives, all of that was possible. If there was a cash system in the game, you could have unlimited cash, all thanks to the cheat codes of the game genie. I wanna tell you today that we are not offering you a God genie today. We are not offering you a cheat code a cheat code is something that gives you something that doesn't belong to you. A truth code is you getting something that has always belonged to you. You see, what we're, the power we're talking about today is not a cheat. It's actually what he has always built and created for your character to have. That's how this works. We're not offering you secret powers. That no person should have. We're offering you the power, the authority, and dominion. That God truly created you to have. Do you want to have more power in the Lord today? As a child of God, you are supposed to have power, authority, and dominion. We're going to talk about that first one today. Power. Everyone say dunamis. Dunamis. It looks like dynamis on the screen. But it's actually dunamis in the Greek is how you say it. Dunamis power means ability everyone said ability Ability. dunamis should remind you of of a word in the english language what does it remind you of Dynamite. dynamite very good dunamis is actually where we get the word for dynamite who here needs a more dynamic power in their life you know what dynamite is good for if an obstacle is dislodged or in your way and you need to remove it a simple stick of dynamite has all the power and ability to make obstacles move that is the kind of power that jesus talks about over and over in the new testament he talks about a dunamis a dynamite power that's available to you who here needs dynamite power jesus sits at the right hand of dunamis Power. Matthew twenty six and sixty four. Jesus says these words. He says, "From now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of Power." That word there is dunamis and coming on the clouds of heaven. The right hand in Scripture means the first. It means the former, more, most, foremost. As in the firstborn child would be considered right hand. The, uh, Benjamin is called the son of my right hand when he is born. The son of my right hand, meaning the son of my power and the son of my strength. Have you ever heard of the term right hand man or right hand woman? That is this idea of right hand. And Jesus tells us that his throne where he sits is dunamis. He sits on dunamis like a throne. I take this to mean that Jesus has all dunamis power. All the power that there is, Jesus has it. I spend, I go through life believing that. When I pray, I believe just that. When I open my Bible, I believe that. When I sing to Him, I believe just those things. I believe one day Jesus is going to return to earth and His power is going to make everything right. That is our Jesus. I want you to think about all of his dunamis power. He walked through walls. He walked on water. He ascended into heaven. He raised the dead. He raised himself from the dead. He silenced demons. He cast them out. And those that were under demonic rule, he restored them completely and took away all the effects of darkness. He silenced storms. He said, be quiet. And they said, okay. That was big storms in, in, on the ocean. On the sea, he did that. He would vanish and then he would reappear on command and he would heal the sick. Jesus over and over did amazing things that can only be described as dunamis. Look at somebody say, yep, that sounds right. Dunamis power, dunamis power, that's our Jesus. This is just some of the dunamis power of Jesus Christ. His throne, His rightful ownership is this kind of dunamis power. What does Jesus do with this dunamis power? Now now listen, if someone on the face of the planet had dunamis power in all of it, what do you think they'd do with it? Good Lord. They would self-serve, right? They would They would corrupt, become corrupt by it, right? They would that it wouldn't be enough. They would use their dunamis power to control you. They'd use their dunamis power to get more from you. All right. And I'm just resisting to even talk about government here. I know you're already thinking about it, but all the governments of the world are corrupt with power. And the more power we give them, the more we regret it. But what does Jesus do with dunamis power? Surely he keeps it all to himself, doesn't he? Nope. Look, in in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, he says, Jesus says, I'm going to send you that my father, send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power. That word's dunamis from on high. Jesus does not keep the power to himself, but he offers it to us. We are to be clothed with the power from heaven. A power from heaven is coming to earth and it's to be your clothing. It's supposed to cover you. It is supposed to be yours. Just like your shirt is yours. Your shoes are yours. You put them off. You take them off. You walk around in them. You do all of those things. That is what the Lord is telling you about dunamis from heaven. He is sending it to you and he's going to clothe you in it. How do we receive the power from heaven? Who knows? He tells us it's the promise of the Father. There's another way to say the promise of the Father, right? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Ghost. It is the very Spirit of the Lord. And this same Jesus in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, before he is taken up into heaven, he says, but you will receive power, dunamis, When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I want to tell you that Jesus has all dunamis power. He clothes you with this power. He gives you this power through his spirit. And Jesus is the one who also baptizes us with His Holy Spirit. Jesus gives us enough dunamis power to be his witnesses wherever you're standing right now and to the ends of the earth. He was talking to people in Jerusalem and he said, you're going to have enough power to be witnesses in Jerusalem, but not just here, all the way to the ends of the earth. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is your power up. Look, somebody say it's your power up. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is more than goosebumps. Have you ever felt Holy Ghost goosebumps? You know what I'm talking about? Maybe you felt them tonight. I love it when you just feel that wonderful holy presence of the Lord and it just goes, "Oh my goodness, there it goes. My whole body is just reacting to what I feel." You can we have a God you can feel, y'all. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is so much more than goosebumps. As good as those goosebumps are, that's just the beginning of it, y'all. The Holy Spirit is more than a get out of hell free jail card. It's more than that. Some people go, well, I've got the Holy Ghost. I don't know I received the Holy Ghost, so now I don't have to do anything else in life. I'm, I'm safer. It is so much more than that. You, it is, you are you are using this power up way short if that's how you think about God's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit So the Holy Spirit, but is more than a church doctrine. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now you listen. Because some people have the Holy Spirit. The will only place you will find the Holy Spirit on their website. Is a doctrinal statement that says we believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you will not see the word Holy Spirit anywhere else on their website. And you will go to sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon. And you will not hear about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been relegated to a belief page. But not a real life experience. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is more than a doctrine of the church. Somebody say amen. I want to say that the Holy Spirit is dunamis power upon you. It is, Holy Sp- it is dunamis power you. For you. And it is the Holy Spirit power in you. It is upon you, for you, and in you. That's how it's described in Scripture. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches. He may strengthen you with power. Through his spirit. In your inner being. Where is the power? It's in you. It's in your Inner being. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. Then you read four verses later. Now to him. Who is able to do immeasurably more. Than all we ask or imagine. According to his power. That is at work. Where? Within. Us. We're talking the power to do immeasurably more. Measurably more than what? Everything you can ask. And everything you can think. I don't know about you. But I can ask some big things. I don't know about you. But I've got enough imagination. To imagine some big things. Do you know that the spirit can do more than you can ask? And it can do more than you can imagine. That part you have no problem believing. Here's the part that you have trouble believing. According to the power. That is already at work. Within you. Oh, Hollywood tells you that in order to have the power, you need to go to some far off mountain and you need to go drop the ring of power in there, and that's how you're going to find freedom. And you need to go, go around the globe and find all the secret hole cruxes and destroy them all. And that is how you're gonna find the power. And you need to go find the sword that no one else has been able to pull out of the stone. And when you go find that secret stone and you've traveled all this way from your homeland and you're able to pull out that sword, then you will truly be the king of the castle. No, Jesus is telling you the power is already right where you are. All the power you need, God wants to put it inside of you. It's already at work in you. Do you believe that? Yes. Oh my goodness, If the power of God is in us, maybe we ought to live a little different. Maybe we shouldn't be so defeated all the time. maybe when 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 a little thing happens, maybe we shouldn't lose all hope. Maybe we shouldn't give up and go, Well, I guess I was wrong about the promise of God. No. The Holy Spirit, the doormous power of God, you're clothed in it, and it's in you. I want to tell you, I forget my keys. Anybody forget their keys? It's probably the one thing that could damage my relationship with my wife. You've lost your keys again. I will walk into the bedroom many times in a day and say, I think I've lost my glasses. These are things. I lose my keys and I'll lose my glasses. And if it's not that, I am literally saying, Alexa, can you find my phone? I've lost my phone again. I lose all this stuff. Yes. But can I tell you something? You're going to be thankful for this. I have never forgotten my clothes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> thank you. All right. All right. See you, everybody. Praise the Lord. Aren't you going to? Would you? You've forgotten all that stuff, but you've really got problems if you're forgetting your clothes and you're just going out. No, I never forget my clothes. I've always made sure that my clothes are with me. What does Jesus tell us that dunamis power of the spirit is? It is something that you're clothed with. I've forgotten my keys, but I have never left behind the power of God. Because it's resident in me. I have forgotten my phone. I've forgotten my glasses. I went around looking for them. Not knowing where they are. Walked off from them. But the spirit never has walked away from me. And it is not my keys that I could ever forget. Now that said. That doesn't mean I've always operated in the spirit. But that's on me. That's not on the spirit. The spirit is with me. Forever. Look at somebody say, the Spirit's with you. Spirit's with you. God's is. Spirit is with you. Everywhere you go, you should be clothed with dunamis. And what flows out of you should be the power of the Holy Spirit. When, and this is where the rubber meets the road. Oh, okay, this is where it gets hard. Because somebody says something mean to me, what I want to flow out of me isn't so nice. But because the Holy Spirit is in me, what ought to flow out of me is the Holy Spirit. All right. And His Spirit is love. And His Spirit is patience. And His Spirit is kindness. His Spirit is long-suffering. And that wouldn't it be great if that was our power-up when those things are so hard that the Spirit of God would cause you to go, you know what? We're disagreeing, but I'm I'm not going to be disagreeable with you. I'm sure we can figure this out. We're going to work this out. And I really care about you. And these, my gosh, there are times in life that does not come out naturally. But it comes out supernaturally. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to say these words, not a temporary hack. Not a temporary hack. Jesus did not provide you something that is temporary or something you could lose. Like my glasses, my phone my wallet. In video games, power-ups are temporary. The power pellet gets shorter and shorter in those higher levels of Pac-Man. In, in fact, there comes a point in Pac-Man where you're just like, you get the power pellets just to avoid the ghost, and you aren't going to try to chase Clyde or Izzy or Lizzie, Izzy? Lizzie, Fizzy? Fizzy? Boppity? Boo? Inky? Blinky? And Don band from the 80s all right but those power pellets you know that they are temporary and there comes a point that they start to blink and you go oh be very careful don't don't go after it now because that, that power pellet is about to end the hammer in donkey kong. donkey kong and by the way that that's a mario character but they call him jump man anybody and you you jump up and you get that little hammer and and you can can kill all of the, the barrels that are coming at you but that's only temporary only lasts for a few seconds the mushroom causes Mario and Luigi to grow but if they are touched by any enemy that power goes away and they go back to the small little place that they started in where they can't break a single block at all The power you receive by the Spirit, however, is not temporary. And if there's anything today I would like you to get, it's this. That the Spirit that He has given you is not a temporary power that goes away. It is not temporary at all. I've got a verse for you. It's Romans 11 and 29. For God's gifts and His calls are irrevocable. That God, when he gifts you something, and isn't the Holy Spirit called a gift? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. The Holy Spirit gift he's given you, he doesn't go, oh, you're not worthy of the Holy Spirit. Amber, I'm going to take that away from you. Yes. I want to. Aren't you glad that God doesn't work that way? I want to tell you that is news to people. Yes, it is. Because religion has built a, a, a process in our mind that... Only if we follow all the rules does God love us. And only if we follow all the rules does God bless us. And only if we follow all the rules will we go to heaven. And only if we follow all the rules will God use us at all by his power. All of that is false. Because the gifts of God and the callings of God are irrevocable. That means the enemy can't revoke them, nor can God revoke. Revoke them. He will never revoke them. The enemy will throw shame and guilt at you and lie to you. The enemy will say that because you sin, God won't use you anymore. That's not true because God's gifts and his callings are irrevocable. You know, the devil lies because he is afraid of what's about to happen. He is afraid of the power working in you. And he wants to stop it at all costs. And that's why he tells you those lies. Don't you believe them for a moment. You do not have power because you deserve it. You have power because God is good and he's full of grace and he knows how to good, give good gifts to his children. That's the truth. Ron was happy and Clyde was happy about that. Listen. God has given you the Holy Spirit, not because he said, now there's a person who's got their act together. No, it's usually more like this. Chris Fluitt really needs something. (laughs) What it really is, Chris Fluitt came to Jesus one day and said, God, I'm so lost in my heart and I'm so broken inside. And there is an emptiness inside of me. Will you fill that emptiness? And God said, yep. There's Jesus, there's my spirit, and now his spirit is living in me. Sometimes we feel powerful because we were in church recently. It's always easy to feel powerful spiritually when you're in the middle of a service or you just came from a service. I remember coming from a youth camp, and I was like, oh my goodness, I think I am walking on heavenly clouds right now because I spent five days away from watching TV and five days away from going to movies, and I spent five days praying and hearing the word of God and being around like-minded people. I was like, oh my goodness, could wow. And then I, you know, life wasn't always like that. <laughs> you get home and it, 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 get, it becomes difficult, right? Yeah. It's always easier to feel powerful when you're recently around something powerful i want to tell you that that you have power even when you are not near the church that you can have power even when you aren't up to it even when you have failed i want to tell you god does some amazing things sometimes the moment you sin god will have you walk out the door and run into someone to witness to anybody ever have that happen yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to tell you about Jesus, but I probably should pray first. Yeah, right. I want to tell you, open your mouth, share Jesus, and watch power happen because the power had nothing to do with you. The power has everything to do with his presence, All right. right? And God's shown me that over and over again. I want to tell you that the power is available to you even when you're sick, even when you're in the hospital, even when you can't make it to a church service, the power is available to you. God's power is not dependent on you. God's power actually works in spite of us. We're not talking about personality traits is another thing I want to talk to you about. Not personality. Yeah. It would be real easy to chalk this whole discussion up to personality traits. Sure, Chris, you're an, outgrown, you're an outgoing extrovert. You You have... You have, you're confident in talking to people. And so, of course, you're going to go up and naturally do those things and feel really powerful about doing that. But, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't feel good doing those things. We're not talking about personality traits. When we're talking about the power, the dunamis power of God, we're talking about his spirit. The spirit of God can work equally in introverts and extroverts. The spirit can work equally in analyticals, and in creatives, polar opposites on the personality spectrum. The same spirit can actually work differently in every person. Sometimes, sometimes the spirit might cause an introvert to speak. And they're like, oh, I don't know about that. And then they speak and they feel the power of God. And then they're like, whoa, I want you to know that happens. And guess what? Sometimes God can to work in an extrovert in such a way that he has the extrovert be quiet. Some of y'all are praying that right now for me. Sometimes God takes that extrovert and says, no, you come with me. I want to bring you to a private prayer closet. And I want you to fast and pray here. And that's where you're going to find the power. God works that way through personality and beyond our personality. Both may see a miracle. Why? Because the power is resident. The same spirit that might cause an analytical to act. You know how analytical people think? They're like, well, I would like to ask 10 questions about this subject. And then we'll create a pros and cons list. And it's like, all right, I feel really good about that. Let's not make a decision today. It's like, that's kind of an analytical approach. But I'm telling you that the spirit of God can show up in an analytical person where they just suddenly act. And that same spirit might show up in that creative person and say, I need to be still and I need to honor the presence of God because he has something to tell me, but I'm too busy. And God has done those things in people. God does that. Both may see a miracle. Why? Not because of their personality, but because God's power is present. 1 Corinthians 4.20. I've decided this is going to be our scripture memory verse for this next month. It's so easy to memorize. Here it is. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but a matter of power. It's not a matter of talk, but of power. You ever feel like we just talk too much? For real, y'all, I feel like that might be us. Oh, Lord, I would much rather experience the power of God than just talk about the power of God. God we would rather feel your presence. And your power tonight. Than just read verses. About your power and presence. Lord we would rather your power show up. Than to just sing songs about your power. And to wear certs that say we believe. Lord God we want to experience your power. If your kingdom is truly of power. God we ask. Lord that your power would be present right here with us today in Jesus' name. The kingdom of God's not a matter of talk, but it's not a matter of personality, but of power. We need to see the power of God. I want us to be hungry, hungry for that. God, we need to see your power working. All the more when the world seems to just be going Crazy. We need to see your power working. We're in the kingdom of God. We should be experiencing that power. We are clothed in the spirit. We should be experiencing that power. I had a pastor who once told me this as our worship team's coming. He 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 said like this, said Chris, a small little mouse can move into your house, and it doesn't take long for you to realize. The presence of a mouse is there because it leaves behind evidence. Something so small as a mouse can't go a few days without leaving behind evidence. What is it about Christians that something so big and something so powerful and something so infinite as the Holy Spirit can live within us but not show any evidence? There's something wrong with that. If the Spirit of God really is in me, the Bible says if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, it's going to quicken your mortal body. It's going to bring strength and vitality to your body. Body. I'm telling you, if the Spirit of God is in this place today, it ought to leave some evidence behind. If the Spirit of God is in your children, it ought to leave evidence behind wherever they go. They ought to go to school and it just leaves evidence that the Spirit of God is with them. When you go to Starbucks and you walk up to that barista, you are never just ordering your, your grande frappuccino with soy latte juice. From the Himalayas? No, you are never just ordering that. The Holy Spirit is in you. And it should be leaving behind evidence that God is with you. And love is working in you. Forgiveness is working in you. Purpose is working in you. Somebody say evidence. Evidence. Lord Jesus, give us that evidence. evidence. Give us that evidence. Now some people will have a whole sermon series and talk about the evidence of receiving the Holy Spirit. I'm not even talking about anything like that today. I am talking about if God is in you, everybody ought to be able to tell it. Everybody ought to be able to see it. I've got a question for you. Are you powerless or powerful? I want to ask you that question. Are you full of power or maybe you're full of something else? I, I would imagine more than one person in this place is full of fear. But 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says. For the spirit of God. For the spirit God gave us. Does not make us timid. But gives us power. That's dunamis again. Love and self-discipline. King James Version says. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power. Love. And a sound mind. I want to tell you that. God would have you be full of power, not fear. Does that describe how you are right now? Does that describe your frame of mind? Are you anxious all the time? Is that fear and timidity or is that power? You're worried about the future, you're worried about you're worried about conversations that may not even happen. You're operating in fear. I would tell you that that is not the spirit God gave you. You need to rebuke that thing. You need to get rid of that thing. And you need to get a hold of the spirit God did give you. And in that spirit is power, love, and a sound mind. Redemption Church, are we powerless or are we powerful? Redemption Church, Plano, Texas has plenty of churches. It lacks churches, I believe. This is my opinion Don't hate me for it, but I will tell you bravely, I believe that the city lacks churches that are power-filled. I believe that we have churches on every corner, but we don't have enough miracles. We don't have enough salvations. We don't have enough victories for the kingdom of God. I suggest that we're lacking the power. I would tell you that we might have a spirit of religion. We might have a spirit of being a hypocrite. We might have all those kinds of spirits, but I believe that we are lacking that Holy Spirit power that he has asked us to have. That he wants to fill us with Redemption Church. Let's be a people that are filled with the dunamis power of Jesus. That first century church in the book of Acts, it was filled with dunamis. Just like Jesus said it would be. People were saved. People were healed and people were delivered. The very works of Jesus were being done by other people. Some of them disciples. Some of them were just people that had just found the message of Jesus and just went out and started working it and look, it works. Some people were running for their life like Philip. He was running into a city called Samaria. He was not on the mission field. He was running for his life. He was scared to death. Running for his life. But while he was in this new city, he was brave enough to tell them about Jesus. And that whole city was healed, it says. That whole city repented. That whole city was baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. And before long, that whole city was filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you, are you experiencing the dunamis power of God? Are you? I want to tell you that you can. Maybe we need to raise our expectations of God's power in our lives. Maybe we need to expect it. Maybe when the problem shows up, we ought to just expect God's power to be that much greater than the problem. Maybe we need Jesus to baptize us afresh and stir up the gift of that spirit of power that he has put in us. Do you want a power up? I suggest that we operate in power right now we're going to be singing some songs of praise to the Lord I want, I want to just open this as a time of reaching out to the Lord and if you want somebody to pray with you you come in the first two feet we'll pray with you let's reach out to the Lord in this place let's go ahead and start that music I'm going to pray for all everybody in this house I'm going to pray for everybody watching listening online Lord I pray for my friends online Lord I know that the power of God is in the room with them that they can experience the power of God right where they are God Minister to them, God. In Jesus' name, friend, call on Jesus. He's got all the power you need. In Jesus' name. For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214-856-0550. Thank you for joining us, and have a blessed day.